Welcome to Vision is More Than 2020, a podcast aimed at talking about your vision, your eyes, and how they play a role in overall visual and systemic function. Dr. Zolnicki and Lakowski, with the help of various guests, will work to help you understand more about your visual system and all the pieces to the vision puzzle. Hi guys, welcome to this week's episode of Vision is More Than 2020. We hope that you're having a fantastic week. For our weekly insight this week, we just want to celebrate that Dr. L is back in the office. She has officially returned from maternity leave, right? She has popped in here or there so graciously, but she is back in the office uh, seeing patients, which I'm super happy about. I've missed my counterpart in the office and Penelope is growing and thriving and doing so wonderful. So we're just happy to have her back for this week's episode. We're going to be continuing the Syntonic series. We are going to be joined by Dr. Brenda Montecalvo. We've had her on in the past, but it's been a while. So I just want to reintroduce her. So Dr. Montecalvo has always provided a high level of commitment to her patients. She strives to provide the very best cutting edge optometric services. With 30 years of specialized certifications in optometric vision therapy, Dr. Montecalvo's experience makes her a highly sought after practitioner and lecturer. She has dedicated her life to helping adults and children overcome their vision problems. Besides private practice, Dr. Montecalvo is past president of the Ohio Optometric Association, chair of the American Optometric Association Vision Rehabilitation Section, past president of the Neurooptometric Rehabilitation Association, and associate clinical educator for Western College of Optometry and the Ohio State University College of Optometry. Dr. Montecalvo frequently lectures internationally to general and developmental optometrists about neurooptometric rehabilitation, optometric vision therapy, and therapeutic lens prescribing. We are so excited to have Dr. Montecalvo back on the podcast to talk syntonics for traumatic brain injuries. So welcome back to the podcast. For those that didn't listen to your previous episode, can you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey to optometry and vision therapy. So thanks, first of all, for the invitation. Always a pleasure to speak about one of my very favorite subjects, and that is vision. So um, I actually am a daughter of an optometrist. My mom started practicing in 1945. She practiced optometry for almost 70 years. She absolutely loved practicing optometry. And so she introduced me at a very young age. I adjusted my very first pair of glasses at age nine. Can you believe it? (laughs) I started working for it about 13. So, uh, you know, if I take all that into consideration, I probably have over 50 years of, of exposure to optometry. My grandfather was an optician. My daughter's an optometrist and she married an optometrist. So we're, we're family eye doctor people. And so when I was uh, thinking about what to do as a career, you know, I was thinking about uh, going into law and things like that. And one of my mom's friends goes, why don't you become an optometrist? You can do all those things in optometry. And then, so I made that decision. And, and so I'm so glad that I did. That was Dr. Hyden in Milwaukee said that to me. So when I, uh, graduated, I met my husband who took us to Spain and in Spain, I could practice a little bit, but not quite to the full extent I'd wanted to. So I ended up doing seminars on optometric vision therapy for the optometrists from Spain. And I traveled all over Spain, helping them understand uh, how to implement this area into their programs and practices and understand better how to treat patients. So after that, then we moved back to the United States and I I, uh, raised my kids, my family and opened a practice cold uh, in 1992 and uh, had one eye exam my first month and then grew that uh, into a profitable business, always had a profit through recessions. 
uh, and also pandemics, losing uh, probably 13 employees in two weeks. So really learned a lot from my mom about practice management and marketing and managing, and then also our love of vision therapy. Started an organization called the Vision Leads Foundation uh, when John Streff uh, was here in the Ohio area. So we actually are doing a seminar this Saturday. If anybody wants to listen to that, I don't know when this is coming out, but uh, we raise funds to help improve the awareness of optometric vision therapy so the public understands how important this area is. Uh, a couple of years ago, I also started the Vision Aces Academy, and in there, I help optometrists that I want to help improve their messages so that they can reach and help more people. And I work with a small group of optometrists over a year process of taking them step-by-step step on how to create the greatest, best systems possible so they have more time for fun friends and family, yet improving their profits. And we've been able to help probably about almost 20 people over the last few years do that. And that's been so rewarding. It's almost like doing vision therapy. So we're helping patients get better and I help practices get better. And so it's very much like coaching them through the process. And that's been tremendously fun. Uh, I'm currently on a couple of different boards, done some different things like that. So um, just love being an optometrist. It's, there's so many opportunities for us and I love getting that message out there. And you can, I could, I could hear like the, the pride and joy that you have in all things optometric related, but it all comes back to your passion for vision therapy, right? That's been woven through your career from the very beginning is vision therapy and treating patients and helping people understand that pun intended vision is so much more than 2020 and getting the best out of their life and out of their vision. So there is a unique branch of vision therapy uh, that is called Syntonics, and we highlighted the very basics of Syntonics last week, but talk to us a little bit about how you got involved in Syntonics and why you really like this option of treatment. So Syntonic is colored light therapy, and I know you listened to Dr. Rob Fox's program last week about that. So it's actually, uh, the College of Syntonic Optometry is one of the oldest uh, optometric organizations that we have here in the country. And so uh, Syntonics has been around a very long time. Uh, I actually got interested in Syntonics probably about 25, actually probably 30 years ago. I went to my first meeting in St. Louis, started learning it. By far the most challenging thing to learn how to do well. I dabbled for about seven years trying to figure out how to use it. Uh, syntonic light therapy, if you think about how you think about quantum physics. <clears throat> so we're kind of at that level of thought process of understanding exactly what's occurring with our visual system as far as what light affects our whole neural system. And so there are simple ways to apply syntonics for the basic population that's very easy to implement. The challenging is to take and try to honor very most difficult patients like traumatic brain injuries and concussions and strokes. So um, when I started, I did the thing you should never do even with vision therapy. I always tell optometrists are going to VT. I said, would, if your first case is an esotrope, ambiope with nystagmus, how successful are you going to be? <laughs> you know, maybe you're awesome and you are. But if you do that with syntonics, you will be very frustrated because there's 80% of the patients you treat with syntonics have remarkable changes. 20% are a lot harder to get those changes and maintain. And that's our brain injury group significantly and some of our, our uh, very severe uh, strabismic uh, cases. So um, 
I had John Plasky always say, Brenda, you're doing it the hard way, do it this way. And that's how I coach people to get involved in it. Uh, I took the one-on-one course several times. Every time I take it, I learn more. So I'd highly recommend anybody going into it to take the uh, College of Syntonic Optometry 101 program to learn the exact right way with the correct protocols. Uh, there's new d- instrumentation that's being developed that allows us to have consistency and frequencies because really it's a color, but it's really a frequency specific frequency that we are applying to these cases. It's like medicine and it has to be exact. And so we can compare across uh practices, when I say I use this frequency, it's all going to be the same. Unfortunately, sometimes there's filters that are being used that aren't, they say they are a certain frequency and and sometimes not. So I've been working with Dr. Curtis on uh, working with spectrometry and making sure that we're applying uh, the appropriate filters. Um, The other thing I learned working with color is it's, it's a very dramatic, very, very powerful tool that we, we sometimes don't appreciate the powerfulness of it. Um, we can cause a lot of psychological damage if used inappropriately. Hence, that's why educating yourself well for application, I think is very important. Right. Now, I want to really focus in on that, that 20% that you mentioned that is challenging, and that's the traumatic brain injury population. And talk to us a little bit about why it's beneficial for them, but also why is it challenging for this population to accept the changes of this antenna light therapy? Well, it's a damaged system. I think it's, if we can relate it to, you know, prescribing prisms and filters or prisms and occlusion and um, lenses, we know that population is highly sensitive. So even doing vision therapy, you know, they're the most likely to drop out because they can't handle the pain. I think that's true of light therapy as well. We have to be able to apply a light for a certain given time. So how do you do that? First of all, the standard of care for the 80% is usually 10 minutes with one filter and a second 10 minutes with a second set of filters based on the diagnosis and the, the patient specific. With brain injuries, sometimes we need to apply what we call applied kinesiology to determine how long they can manage with the filter we apply for them. So one technique is to try the different filters and find out which one allows them to have more strength with kinesiology. The other way we assess it is looking at their, um, their we call syntonic uh, fields. So there's a form field, a motion field, and three color fields. So we take that as a baseline, and then we apply the filter that we think is appropriate for that case. And then we remeasure that. I personally remeasure it every week to see if I've got the right combination that's making a positive change. And then over, uh, we do uh, 21 to 28 sessions on that first go around. And our, uh, our goal is certainly looking at improvement in case uh, history, symptomology issues, but in addition to improvement in uh, the color fields, but also finally uh, the pupil um, alpha pupil reflex. So the amount of ability of that pupil to hold constriction over a 15 second period of time. So those are the three factors we assess as we're we're measuring those individuals to see if we're improving. Um, I think baseline data is helpful and very important. Uh, I know a lot of people are just giving people goggles and filters and and having them do different things. And so it's hard to standardize that application. I think that by measuring, it's kind of like you measure your Fourier's inductions, VO stars assessment. When they come back for a VT progress check, you know, we're going to remeasure that. Do we get any change? So I think that's how you can judge whether you're on the right track or not. Right. And now 
do you typically do like a course of syntonics first before starting vision therapy, or do you do it concomitantly? Uh, how does that, or is it kind of a case by case basis? So I tried the other first, but that was not a good, just to randomly figure out what to do. Actually, I used it on those that didn't work uh, with we're having trouble with VT and that's like the hardest way to start. So now what we do, we actually typically do four sessions prior to starting vision therapy. Uh, and so what we do for our brain injury patients, there are a few um, that we may have to revisit syntonics if some of the symptomology tends to come back. How I communicate this with patients is I say, okay, when I'm talking to parents or, or patients or caregivers, you know, when you're driving late at night, it's raining and you're stressed because you're late and you do not know where you're going. You feel like eventually you're driving in a tunnel. That sensation is what happens to these individuals during the day. 77% of the kids in the classroom face that. Uh, almost everyone with a trauma faces that. And so I kind of liken it to that so they can relate to that. I probably get 99 plus percent understanding of what that means. And so that's pretty much all I have to talk about as far as acceptability and things like that. Uh, the other thing is, you know, they, they use color. They've used it for years for bilirubin for kids that had the bilirubin issues, babies, infants. They've used color for SADS. Uh, if you look at the new research out there, um, I was going to give you a reference. Uh, if you look up something called potential for the development of light therapies in um, the mild traumatic brain injuries by someone called Adam R-A-I-L, I mean, R-A-I-K-E-S and William Kilgore. Those two individuals wrote and published in Concussion in 2018, a phenomenal article on the influence of different frequencies uh, applied to this population and really got into the details of the neurology of the retinal intrinsic retinal ganglion cells and to show which frequency affects different things. So the other thing, a big warning about traumatic brain injury is if you have any imbalance in the thyroid hormones that uh, are common after injury, uh, we would never use blue light any longer anytime uh, after noon. We always use it in the morning because you can create such a depression and suicide. And we did actually had a case that, that that occurred. So we're very, very cautious with any of the blues. And that's a big color that they're using. And again, it's a frequency. You know, it's, it's the blue ranges, but it's a specific frequency that can actually trigger depression. So you have to be really cautious with how you do that and how much you apply and really manage it closely. Right. I think, you know, for those listening, um, right, they're like, oh, it's light therapy, right? How, how, you know, what, how much really can it do? But I think what you just said really shows the power of what light can do. You know, as a optometrist, we know the power of lenses and light. We understand. Um, but for patients listening, these things, staring at a, a certain color, a certain, certain frequency can really change things in positive ways. But like you said, there has to be that heated caution that it could also have a negative effect if not used appropriately. Uh, so that's really, really important um, to note when we're talking about syntonics. Now, do you typically um, just do syntonics in office or are you doing it more and uh, having the patients do it at home? Because I know there's a lot of options for that now. Yep. And so we do both. We combination. So we do once a week in the office. We've used the college units uh, for the office program, and we used a modified home unit for uh, five days a week at home. 
we now are moving into using the newer system that Dr. Curtis has developed that actually matches the college unit frequencies exactly, where we haven't found any other device to be able to do that. And he worked very hard to create that system. Um, and so what we're probably going to do is to uh, provide probably two types of syntonics because it's going to be a little bit more, um, it, it has a little bit more investment by the patient side just because of the instrumentation that would have to go home with that individual. Uh, so um, we asked them to do, uh, again, some of our brain injury don't do 20 minutes, but no longer than 20 minutes, once a day at home. And then they do it for 20 minutes once a week in the office. We do use a few different filter goggle systems with some blinking light. Like for example, we have some blinking light instrumentations, older instrumentation that we have a vertical deviation, like a troposcope, we might put in a, um, like a pi omega, which is kind of a purplish color, uh, violet purplish, but um, we may apply some filters during therapy to get them to move in a direction we want them to go. Really, really interesting. I love that like you have this like holistic approach, right? It's not like one thing or the other. It's really like managing each patient and each individual. Uh, and I think that's really important that there's not this cookbook, right? Because I think often people are looking for a cookbook, like, right, this patient had a concussion, let's do X, Y, and Z. But when it comes to syntonics, it's really individualized. It's really, right, no two color fields are going to look the same. Um, and that that's the important thing uh, to note. Now, I'd love for you to share a case of how a how syntonics change the tra trajectory of a patient's care uh, and share with us just someone that that really sealed the deal for you that syntonics works and syntonics changes lives. Uh, so I have lots of really amazing cases. Um, and again, we've been using it a long time and I had a lot of faith in the application. We had one case that came in that um, actually a couple of there three cases that are pretty amazing. So, so one of them came in, they'd just been to the ophthalmologist, they'd had a stroke and she was in her twenties and the ophthalmologist pretty much said, you know, you need to buy a white cane. Your life is done. You know, that's the life they're going to have 2200 vision, significant visual field loss and, and a lot of cognitive issues. So we applied, she, we, we, and I looked at her, she, yes, she had 2200 vision, but I said, Let's, let's make what you have as functional as possible. I try really hard not to promise. I give them uh, prognoses. So for her, I said, I know I can improve your function. I have good prognosis for that. As far as regaining vision, you know, I have some guarded prognoses. So that's probably where we began. She did four weeks of vision therapy. I mean, I'm sorry, like syntonic light therapy. She came back in four weeks. She had 20-25 significant improvement in visual fields. As we continue to work with her in vision therapy, she has full fields in 2020 vision. She just was in last week, back to work, functioning normally and very happy. Another case, this is one that is an optometrist. I still have find it very hard to believe that it even happened, you know, even though I saw it. And I have several patients now that have seen that. He had his left occipital lobe removed because of uncontrollable seizures at age three. And so therefore significant field losses, which we would expect significant um, delays in academic performance, uh, educationally handicapped, pretty much uh, not functioning well. I did not see him till age 10, first visit. We applied uh, syntonics, again, same type of prognosis that lets it see what we can do with the best vision he has, kind of a low vision type approach. Came back at the 
eight-week visit. He had four syntonics and four sessions of VT. Significant improvement in visual fields. Uh, today, he has full fields in one eye and just a small quadrinopsy in the other eye, which if we know the left occipital lobe is removed, we know that is impossible. However, <laughs> like I have several patients with complete hemianoptic patients uh, that are 100% clear after applying our treatment program and protocols. Now, not everyone gets that, that gets that success. The caution that I always tell people is we do not know which of our patients are gonna get that remarkably better because it's hard to determine that on the initial assessment. Now, if you're 80 years old and you have a stroke, it's a little tougher because of the other type of aging going on in neurologically. We don't have quite that great of success with our older patients, but we get better function. And so it, it allows them to function and improve. So, um, you know, I personally had a personal experience. I was giving my third seminar in, uh, in brain injury. I do a, a three-part seminar series for vision uh, therapy seminars. And my third day, I was going to the office to give the presentation and I got hit by a deer. My car did. And so uh, I hit the, I had an airbag, but I hit the right temporal side of the, of the right side of the car. And I, could tell when I was giving the talk, I eventually got to, to the seminar I was giving, an all-day seminar. And uh, as I was presenting, I could feel the, the beginning signs of the concussion that everybody talks about, where you start feeling kind of weird. You could feel it moving across your head. You could feel the body starting to be a factor. Well, at noon, at noon I took and put on a filter uh, that I, within 30 seconds, all that pain was gone. Wow. And that, to me was phenomenally remarkable, just that personal experience that you could get that fast of a change. And again, I think it's because I got it in the acute phase. And that's the other thing with brain injury is you got to determine, is it acute or chronic? And so both of those cases fell into the chronic category. So I used a chronic approach versus an acute approach. And so I, for myself, because I just had it, used the acute approach and had an immediate response. So if you can see these patients within 30 days, I think you're going to make a huge difference in their rehabilitation uh, that they're going to be going through to get back to a normal living activities. Right. You know, and it's interesting that you, you note that about the acute phase with uh, concussions, because we, I work very closely with a concussion specialty group. And it used to be that they used to wait weeks before they sent patients to me, right? They would say like, let's take a wait and see approach. Like let's wait for some natural healing. And I would say in the past like year or so, there's been a really big shift where I'm seeing these patients post-concussion two to three weeks. And there is such a significant difference in their ability to regain function quickly, right? Because there's no time for compensatory mechanisms to put and be put in place, right? I always say, if you come in a year post-injury, I have to like peel back the layers before I can rebuild you up. So it's interesting uh, that you had that experience because I wonder if, like that experience could honestly change like the, the treatment protocol for our concussion patients. If we could get them in, you know, and, and you probably advocate for this, like get my, your concussion patients into me sooner because it, I can treat them sooner and really, like you said, change the trajectory of their treatment. Yeah. And, and make it more high quality because they're limited in the number of hours they're going to achieve the uh, rehabilitation from OTPT and speech. And so if they have better function, the other thing too, is there's some new studies out there that have shown that blue light wakes patients up. So there are uh, facilities that actually apply blue light 
type of therapy prior to their rehab time. Because when you go through rehab, you're going to have those sessions maybe back to back. And after the third one, you're exhausted. And so how, how valuable can that be? So that visual system is really powerful in, in allowing us to manipulate the attention for that patient so they can have higher productivity during their rehab. So absolutely. And early intervention is, I think, huge for those patients. Also, if you look at the, um, the biochemical changes that occur in those first 30 days, that's um, like protein synthesis and all of the, um, you know, the cellular changes right adjacent to the injury start occurring, creating some, some very toxic chemical situations that cause more challenges. But if we can approach this and, and actually start addressing the inflammation that's immediate after the insult with the right frequency, we have a potential for not having that cascade effect of symptoms that occur after you've had that injury. Right. I, I think that's amazing. And it, it's, it's really going to really change the landscape of concussion treatment uh, at the end of the day. And that, that, that's exciting. Now, I, I didn't ask before, but do you typically check patients for their field and their alpha omega pupil on every brain injury patient that comes into your office? Or do you, is it really like case by case again, based on history and symptoms and things like that? So we have two roads that they could take when they come in. Uh, we sometimes just do light therapy and that individual will receive uh, the assessment for the syntonic fields. And uh, I'll do the pupils chair side. The key of that pupil is make sure you wait 15 seconds. I know when you're busy, you, it's hard to, 15 seconds is a long time. So in order to actually observe that, you have to wait that duration. The other group is going into our vision therapy program. Those individuals will get the syntonic therapy prior to starting that. So some just do syntonics and some do both. All right, wonderful. So we're running out of time, uh, but please tell our listeners where they can learn more from you and where they can see you in practice if they're in the area. Oh, thank you. Um, so yes, I practice in Beaver Creek, Ohio, and it's called Nova, N-O-V-A Vision Care, 937-320-0300. That's my practice. Those of you that are optometrists that may want to learn more about Syntonics, um, number one, I highly recommend doing the 101 and 102 at the College of Syntonic Optometry. Uh, again, you can go on their website to sign up for that. Uh, Dr. Fox is teaching one in a couple of months. Lastly, I do provide information about number one, how to use syntonics for vision and learning. Um, I'm giving a seminar on that in January. Number two, strabismus and amblyopia. That will have information about syntonics in it in February. And the third one in March on brain injury and a whole hour of syntonics and concussions. And I'll provide lots of research evidence-based information additional to that. I actually, actually have a new approach for myopia with colored light therapy. It's very cutting edge. And we do incorporate that into our seminars. It's called visiontherapyseminars.com. And you can go and look for more information there. Beautiful. And I'll link all of that for our listeners. And Dr. Montecavo, I just want to thank you again for your time and your expertise. And we hope to have you on again soon. So thanks again for the invitation. And you have a wonderful day and good job on getting that message out. Thanks for listening. Follow us at Twin Forks Optometry on Facebook and Instagram. Join our private Facebook group, Vision is More Than 2020. Subscribe, download, and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Tune in next week to learn more about your vision.